All right, we are live. What is up, Live Reality Games World? It is Dom, and I am joined once again by Drew to host our recap episode of Episode 10 of Survivor Grand Rapids Fresh Meat. This aired on Wednesday last week, and uh, it was quite a big episode. Drew, um, thank you again for joining me, as always. Uh, how uh, How's this week's episode been before we dive into it? This episode was great. I love when we get character moments and we got a lot of character moments going on. I'm excited to talk about the strategy, getting to know these people a little bit more, but most importantly, I am excited to talk to the person who will be joining us in a moment. Yes, and the other person that is currently joined us at the moment is three-time survivor, Dearborn veteran, and current production member, Matt, Matt, how uh, how are you doing? How's it been? I'm doing good. Good to be back. Back with the star hosts, not just filling in for Drew this time. So mm-hmm. it's yes, be a lot of fun. We we sat through Charlie last week and, you know, he held his own, but Drew didn't compliment uh, on his mm-hmm. question. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how um, the two of you work together and bounce his questions off. Uh, but without <laughs> also energy there. Yes. Without further ado, <laughs> let us bring in our... One, two, three, fourth jury member of this season and last boot, I guess. Spoilers for Survivor Grand Rapids episode 10. We have Addison coming in. Addison, how's it going? I'm good. How are you, Dom? It's nice to see you, Matt and Drew. Yeah, doing okay. Uh, hopefully better than you have been, I guess, watching yourself back. <laughs> into that it's it, watching yourself back we've been watching live together i know you've been cringing the last couple episodes so oh, yeah. how does it feel finally to be out of the game honestly uh it's a little bit of a relief i was watching myself spiral for a little while the last couple episodes as were we all i'm also really excited to watch like stuff that i haven't been a part of because that's kind of exciting to me when i'm watching to see all like the new stuff that i wasn't there for mm-hmm. so I'm excited for what's to come now. I talked to Spencer last week and he said it was a whole nother kind of experience. So I'm excited for you to be able to watch it as well. Um, But Addison, you have been a prominent figure on the majority of this season. I know Drew's had a lot to say about you. Matt has said that you were one of his favorite people to film. Uh, So you had quite the season, quite the outing, but you also came in with a little bit of experience. You played the first or the second season of our day long version drinking game um what was it like kind of coming in with that experience we'll jump right off the gate with those questions well it's it was quite a bit different i mean it was kind of similar because i felt like uh, a newbie compared to all the the dearborn veterans being around at the time and uh, a lot of the other dearborn people had connections to survivor and survivor dearborn and they were aware of it for so long so they were a lot more familiar and I felt that way going into the game, the game version, too, because when I showed up, I didn't know anyone when I showed up to the day long version. And honestly, my gameplay in both was kind of the same. I just got in the mediator and held on to it. <laughs> yeah. And that seemed to be your uh, your constant story arc. I know uh, Valencia in the comments was commenting on that for our past couple uh podcast going on drew i know from the jump you were supporting addison uh what is it like to see him out of the game right now 
Addison, I don't know if I don't remember if I said this on one of our recaps or not, but I know I told Dom that episode one, Dom had me pick like three people for winter picks, and you were one of my winner picks. Um, appreciate it. Not only because I thought you could win, but because I wanted you to win because I could tell you were a fun person. I could tell that you would be um, a fun person to watch, and I could tell that you. I thought you would be able to figure out what was going on in the game. Um, and then, so did I. And then the idol happened, and like you said, you spiraled, um, which was great TV. So if nothing else, I'm glad you gave us great TV. Yeah, I'm glad I could be a part of it, if nothing else. Yeah, and Matt, what was it like filming Addison? I know you kind of said that he was great to film. Oh, it was so great. You would like just sit Addison down and like start a confessional. Like most of the time, I would like prompt people with questions. You would just like go right into it. Like you could tell just wearing his heart on his sleeve. So Addison, I told you you were my favorite confessional giver. And I stand by that statement. Thank you. That's that's a big compliment considering your fiance was in the game as well. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, well, jumping right off the bat, I feel like we should do a little bit of a recap because I'm sure we've asked a lot of questions. We've made a lot of assumptions uh, on this podcast revolving around your game because you were pivotal for a lot of these votes, whether you knew it or not. Um, so we start off on the Cascade Tribe. You have a little bit of a you know Grand Rapids thing, but for the for the most part, you guys are like split off, no alliances, and I feel like that kind of carries into the you know into the voting block thing. But we'll get into mm -hmm. that later. Mm -hmm. On day one, you went to three out of three tribal councils that day. How was that for you? You lost three, in a, well, more like five in a row if you count reward challenges. What was that like yeah. for you? Uh, pretty defeating. I think I said it in one of my confessionals. There was one we had just lost, and then we had uh, gone in the rain. It was, uh, it was a lot, you know. You got to make a lot of decisions really fast when you're you're on the chopping block every single time. Um, and that's something I think the other tribe didn't really get a taste of until um, swaps started happening and then the merge happened, really, because it was just, you go to tribal, you vote someone out, you lose a challenge, and then you've got 45 minutes, all right, do it again. And so you got to make a decision quick, and it's really anxiety-inducing. So I, I know a lot of your game. We'll talk about the idol and everything, but yeah. like going into it, I'm just curious. Did you have any like thought of how you wanted to play? Like, for example, like I remember heroes versus villains. I was like, I want to vote out the boring people because they're going to be threats to all the like, you know, big players. Like, did you have any thoughts of like the type of player you wanted to be? Um, I didn't really have an idea of like type going in, like good versus bad, I guess. If I, I was fine playing a villain if I needed to, I think that's what I said in my um, pre-show interview, something along those lines. The only thing I really wanted to do was like lay low in the first half and then, but that didn't happen. <laughs> and then uh, just try and play strong after the merge. Um, but that didn't as far, happen. As far as like heroes versus villains, I didn't really have, I guess I'd have to lean toward villain if I'm saying I have no problem playing the villain. So I, I guess I'd have to lean that way. I, I don't think that's how I necessarily came off, but um, I think you came off as a little bit of an anti-hero. I yeah, think you real, yet you were still, you know, managing to vote out people. Um, I, I think I, I, the question that I wanted to ask. Um, so we see kind of a, a, we're at episode 10 and the season has played out accordingly. Um, 
both you and Ryan find your idols right off the bat. You have a constant losing streak and Ryan is winning. And we see Ryan kind of holding his idol with confidence. And every single round, you have just become more and more paranoid. Do you yep. think idol was a hindrance for you? Or like, do you think if you would have won, you would have had more confidence with it? Um, I think if it was hidden, I would have had more confidence with it. But overall, yeah, I got to say, and hindsight's obviously 2020, so I can say this now, but I'd say it looks like a hindrance to my game. Um, I don't know. I think maybe if I was just like a, a better survivor strategist or uh, like a knowledge player of survivor, I would have known to like do something with it rather than just sit there with it and let it eat me but here's the thing here's the thing i don't think you're a bad strategist i really don't i think a lot of the ideas that you came up with were pretty good strategy you just could not implement them because every conversation that you were having with people you were so paranoid i think i mentioned this on one of the other podcasts that like you would have these ideas in confessionals or you'd have these conversations with people one-on-one and you'd have these really good ideas and then, like, the next conversation, it's like, but are people talking about me? Are people talking about the idol? Like, it always went back to, are people looking at me? Which is what you have to do in these games. But I think that's what held you back. Not the lack of strategy. The paranoia. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that you were also playing a very strong game. But you were also, you. I think that you were trying to play a game as if you didn't have an idol. And then, like, that idol would always kind of, like, bring it back. So we would see, like bursts of brilliance with like your your strategy and your you know your social connections like sydney wanted to flush your idol but didn't want to do it because like you were so connected to her and it seemed like you had those connections at least going into the merge so you have like these bursts of brilliance but i feel like you would you know take one step forward and then three steps back like like once you start to play you go oh wait i can't play that hard and then like <laughs> pedal back yeah. oh it's already kind of out there so uh, that's how I read the situation. Um, Matt, you had maybe, I think, one idol play or one idol in your entire career. Um, but you found it and you played it, I think, in, in one round. Watching Addison hold it for as long as he did, what was, like, I, I guess, especially in a three-day version, how do you think that would have played out with you or something? Uh, I think... For anyone that's not named Ryan, it's just going to go horribly. Like the the longer you're holding on to this idol, the more and more this target's going to grow on your back. <laughs> and I wanted to bring this up earlier, but the one of the funniest parts of the season was when you walked into tribal with the idol around your neck, yeah. not realizing that was a total just like <laughs> power move over everyone else. <laughs> um, so like, I, I just felt bad for you the whole time because, like, I knew, like, there was no helping it. You Like, if I were you, I would have just, like, played it one of the first few tribals or given it to someone else to gain their trust and push that target off of you. Well, and let's, look at, let's look at Survivor Dearborn history. Idols don't don't always go, go well with the people that have them, so... Well, you, yeah, you didn't get voted out with it, so that's a plus. Yeah, that's a plus. Half of the people that have held idols before with our season, so. <laughs> nice, um, that's a plus. Yeah, um, so heading over to the comments for, for a sec. Uh, we'll get into this one a little bit. We were talking about heroes and villains, and Mark 
has a little something to say for him. Oh, a villain. Hi, Mark. Yeah, I'm the villain. Uh, and then Valencia <laughs> is in the comments. She says, much as she complained about you and your idol, you were, she was still rooting for you. So thank um, you. Disappointed when you got voted out. So thank you. Appreciate it. You know, if you're in her good graces, I feel like that's a plus. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did swap. And I think this is an important conversation to have because we this is where we really kind of saw the dynamics of the game start to change. And typically in survivor, we see, you know, Oh, we have four Ionia and four cascade. Like who's going to flip, who's going to do whatever Kyle immediately flips. And it doesn't really become so much an Ionia versus cascade, but it becomes more so like we can argue voting blocks, but you guys were still pretty fluid with those dynamics without Mark, you know, blowing up his game. Mark, if you want to in the comments, go for it. But um, how was navigating that swap portion for you? The, the swap was definitely, uh, I guess a lot easier than the merge, obviously, but I think it was cause we were able to flip Kyle so, um, quickly that it just became, uh, like a vote, I guess you said voting block, voting block like that. It was just, especially, yeah, with like the Zoe and Mark votes, yeah, um, it was pretty easy. And then because we had, I guess, majority once Kyle flipped versus like the real merge after that, um, we had to like, or at least I had to like go out and play with new people, which I didn't do as well at, which I think is why I lost. But Well, I do think at the swap, one thing that you guys maybe unintentionally maybe it was intentional i don't know did well was so you guys swap and all of the original uh ionia people are like yeah we have like all these things and this these people are teamed up together this team these people are teamed up together and your tribe is like yeah we don't have any alliances yeah we just all talk to each other and i think that that really helped you guys in the swap so that was really fun to see yeah you guys are still very close yeah it made them because they had time to just sit around because they were winning. They had time right? to scheme. They had time to like form relationships and make alliances. And but still, it was, it was a decision every moment. You still went through three tribal councils with your group, and that was like kind of the thing. Was you came over to Ionia, and I remember just when editing, you're such a proponent for this voting block, and and you want to you know keep this voting block and moving forward, yet like. I feel like in Survivor Past or like, you know, something, when you have an idol, you might want to lock in an alliance because you might have quelled some paranoia because at least you have somebody that you can trust. And we started to see that with Sydney. Granted, she was trying to flush her idol eventually or, you know, behind the scenes, but it never really came to fruition. She still wanted to save you. So I feel like, you know, do you have any like thoughts about like, reflection on whether you should have had alliances or voting blocks how would you have gone about that yeah i think it was the right definitely should have like dug my foot in um on the alliances more and i think that's just i mean this whole season we haven't seen like a ton of like hey uh just like straight up people saying like hey we agree to be in an alliance i think it's because we're all new players and we're, we're like timid and feeling the game out like in hindsight like yeah you definitely should just like lock in like one or two people that you know are going to go with you because even if the rest of the group decides to go block voting that one or two 
swing votes is huge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're starting to see that kind of come to fruition right now with uh, with the current episode. Um, but we did see you kind of you and Mark kind of go head to head. I you I don't really know how you feel about that. Mark kind of had his words on the podcast. He said no bad blood right now, but uh, before we get in the merge, any last words on Mark? No, there's, of course, there's no bad blood uh, for Mark. Uh, we were playing the game hard. Uh, it was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, I got a lot of enjoyment out of it. Uh, I, know, I know it's in the, the heat of the game and it's all fun. And uh, we made up after that on the set after anyway, we, we, uh, we, we spoke, so um it was great to meet mark uh it was great great playing with him um but i'm glad it was him going home not me (laughs) all right well so we get into the merge uh you have your merge feast finally made merge sigh of relief for you you get to talk to everybody else um but then again you get paranoid again we have our big liam vote they want to vote liam they want to go for jen and they want to scare you into playing your idol you are right off the bat, you know, center of attention yet again, how, how did you feel going into merge and, you know, looking back, how, how did it go for you? Going into merge? Um, I guess, I don't know. I didn't feel super paranoid off the bat. Um, there's a first time for everything. Yeah, I know. And then it, it quickly got bad and, in hindsight, I think 2020, I probably should have tried to branch out and play with new players. I think I really just uh, let my paranoia like prevent me from uh, playing with uh, people that I didn't really like play hard with pre-merge. And like honestly, seeing some of the people that I played with pre-merge do that like really well post-merge, I'm just like, I definitely should have just like branched out and like tried to play hard and form connections with all these uh, like other like Brendan, uh, for example. Um, he he mentioned like in one of his conventionals that like he may be tempted to go for me uh, just because he hadn't spoken to me much. And I was like, that's that would have been a really easy problem to fix. <laughs> I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it was probably okay that you didn't work with Brendan, considering Brendan has made repetitively bad decisions. <laughs> yeah, knowing that Brendan voted out Jen and then Spencer and then And now has told the entire cast he has an idol. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I understand what you're saying. I think one of the big ones that we kind of talked about one on one, you know, while watching the episodes back was Jen. And yep. one of the big things that we've talked about on this podcast is with, you know, Liam and with Jen and with Spencer previously, um, we saw three big power players go out back to back to back with massive targets on their backs. And somebody who was holding an idol for the first half of the entire game, you know, I would think that you may want to work with these people, you know, maybe keep some meat shields around you and do that. Uh, That was at least my thought. I know we've talked about it a little bit and Jen tried to work with you and uh, you dug your heels Mm -hmm. in on that one. Um, Granted it was because Spencer told you that, you know, that Spencer, you know, played you a little bit, but um, what was your thought? Did you even think of yourself as a threat to their level kind of going, or were you just, were you going round by round or were you thinking long game? Um, I was going round by round. I definitely was not thinking like that long game. I told I you. It, it it would have been a better idea to think long game because then maybe I would have had more like like 
routes and like pathways, uh, uh, I guess, of trust or success at, at votes going forward. Um, that's actually something that Jen did, I think, really well. And when I was watching her, I was like, dang, I didn't do that like at all. I, I, I mean, I would like have ideas about the rounds coming up and I would think about the round coming up and like the situation and the d- dynamic of everyone. But I wasn't thinking like, you know, if I have trust with this person, they're going to come in handy, like way down the line. If I can get in with this group, that'd be handy way down the line. Um, stuff like that. I wish I would have done a little more. Well, and to be I think fair you asked you, another question in there that I didn't answer, but I forgot it. Uh, you're failing. Okay. To be, to be fair one. to you, I think, I think most of the players remaining are playing round by rounds. There are a couple that come to mind that I think are probably thinking further ahead than others. Um, mm-hmm. Specifically, I think that uh, Sydney's looking ahead very well. Uh, I think Juliana is looking ahead well. I think Ryan is looking ahead. But, I mean, I think for the most part, everybody else is pretty much taking it round by round. So, And to be fair, I think um, kind of going off of that, I think it's working for those that it should work for. And had you not have an, had an idol and like not be a big name throughout the season, I think it could have very well worked for you. One of the big confusing things for me while editing and watching it back was to see people try to get you to flush your idol. And then you just go right back to them the next round and be like, oh, it didn't work. What are we doing this round? <laughs> like, right. And then just kind of like run it back with them. And so it was just like, did you really have that much trust with people like Sydney or people like um, Sydney was doing that a lot. And Tom was doing that a lot. And even Bridget was kind of, you know, playing with you a little bit and trying to get your nerves up i think i just didn't know because it felt like everyone at some point like was trying to flush it so i i didn't really know what else to do other than to come back and just be like okay well now what we got another vote ahead of us Mm -hmm. so i guess that was my mindset going in um yeah i i don't know i definitely think i how do you guys think i could have handled that better so the big question mark that I had, and this goes back to the the Gen Tribal Council, where um, they Spencer creates this plan. He tells you they're splitting the votes on you and splitting the votes on Ryan. Sydney says, yep, that's the plan. Uh, and then you vote for Jen. And you're like, OK, like I'll flush my idol and vote for Jen. I'll, t- I'll do what you tell me to do. And then Jen approaches you and goes, hey, you can maybe keep your idol. And like we do this. And you were like, no, I want to. I'll I'll be on the outs. And so for, I think it was gameplays like that. I think you were a little more hesitant to make um, not necessarily a big move, but moves that were better for your interest than the other people. So I think you kind of kept other people's interests, you know, higher than yourself at some point you were. Yeah, I would agree. I think, I think you played a lot more defense than offense because you were paranoid. Mm. That's fair. That's a good, Mm -hmm. that's a good point. And specifically with the Gen One, I was just so dug in. <laughs> what, dug in. what was it like? Was it really just what Spencer told you? Like, is that why you were so? No. So Spencer, Spencer, and Brendan had told me both, like consecutively, one after the other, which is why I was so convinced that she mm. had, in fact, they lied told to you me. that she wanted you out. Uh, she told me that yeah, that she had brought my name up to a group and was trying to get me out. like why, why didn't you have that reaction with like anyone else trying to get your idol out the rest of the season 
Um, Bill, when, when I was talking to Jen, I asked her about it and I was kind of like trying to non-verbally communicate like, Hey, I, I know you're throwing my name out. And she just, what I thought was really good lying, just like dead eyes looked at me and said, no, but she was obviously telling the truth. So, so she it's was the lying. Like half lying. Yeah. yeah. It was like, well, cause I was like trying to like, obviously communicate, like, I know that you're lying. And so I thought she was just like straight <laughs> up. I don't want to play with you. It was like, I, I gotta, I, I, I gotta go back and watch wrong. how obvious this nonverbal communication. And then, and then she, she was also a big threat. So I kind of used it as an excuse. I think I could, I thought that like if I brought it up to other people, I could like use it as an excuse to like put a target on her back instead of mine. So did you not see yourself as a big threat though? Um, without the idol, no. I agree. I thought, yeah. Without the, the idol. idol no. <laughs> uh oh yeah, yeah. This was pre 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 idol flesh. That's a good point. I guess at that time, yeah, I did see myself as a threat then. But I was more paranoid about it, like okay. being okay. seen as a threat than I thought of myself as like, oh, I'm a huge threat. It was more like, I think other people are going to gun for me, not, oh, gosh, I'm in a great position. I'm going to do good in this game. Mm -hmm. I think that's fair, especially because once you do flush your idol, uh, granted, you only had two boats on yourself. You kind of kicked yourself for that one. Uh, but we did see a lot cleaner round from you getting, you know, with, with the Spencer vote out. Um, you leverage your relationship with the boys, uh, with Sydney and kind of leak information with that. Um, it's supposed to be your big move, but like little do you know, everybody else decides to flip besides Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like, uh, you know, poor you, like whenever you do try to play the game, it just kind of like doesn't really stand out the way you want it to. And then when you try to like do something else, like it either falls apart. So I think you just kind of had a rough go. Um, with a rough cast and how this, you know, ended up playing out. What was your thoughts with like the Spencer vote out? Um, I was at the time, I think I was pulling for Spencer to go out because, yeah, he had just flushed my idol. So at the time, yeah, I, I felt I felt good about that one. Um, I don't, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. No, I was just like, okay, I didn't. <laughs> Addison, what were your after the Spencer vote? Who did you think was the one other person that voted with Spencer? In, during the game? Yes. Because um, we saw everybody was confused about it, and everybody kind of denied it. So did I don't you know, know. It was Kyle, did you know it was Kyle? No, I didn't. Wow, the Rat King yeah. pulls the roll did, over. Did it yeah. even did? Did it like matter to you in that moment who the other person was or were you just like, oh, whatever. There was one person. No, it didn't because my name had come up not like as a major threat, but it had come up in votes like there would be like one vote for my name or two votes for my name. <laughs> you poor guy oh. living in fear the whole time. <laughs> so so it was just like, OK. I have things to focus on. Yeah. So, you know, we're now finally recapping episode 10. We just recapped all of Addison's journey. Um, and so we get to episode 10. While we are at this point, I want to give a fun fact. Addison attended every single tribal council up to this point, along with Sydney and Bridget. Um, however, Sydney uh, was immune, or no, Bridget was immune at one tribal council, and Sydney is still in the game. So we'll see how she ends up doing. But Addison had 
his name brought up every single tribal council that he was at, except for the one that he won with the tug of war. And that totaled by the end of episode 10, that totaled a whopping 99 confessionals for Addison, barely 100. So uh, you You couldn't squeeze one more in there. (laughs) Well, no, somebody didn't do a pre-tribal confessional. I'm sorry, Addison would have cleared a lot of things up with your Juliana vote. (laughs) My my bad. That's on me. You got me there. Um, So yeah, going into episode 10, let's just jump off the bat. Um, Kyle is on the outs. He's the one lone vote and they're all standing in a group. They don't know who to, you know, who voted for Bridget. And Kyle said, I voted for Spencer. Um, and everybody just rolls with it because why would Kyle lie? Uh, Drew, what was your thoughts watching that back? I mean, why would Kyle lie? Like from their perspective, like why would Kyle lie? He's pitched himself the whole game as, oh, I'm just an extra vote. Just I'll go with the majority. You guys tell me what to do. And if the majority told him what they were doing, why would he not vote with them? Like from their perspective, why would Kyle lie about that? And the amazing thing is Kyle day one wouldn't have lied about it. I think Kyle would have said, oh yeah, it was me, whatever. Like, you can totally see his growth as a player in this game. Like he would not yeah, have done absolutely. that at the beginning. I yeah. also while we're while we're talking about Kyle, I love that we got the montage of him, like with his personal moments. I love the idol searching montage that we get of him. Like look, like we get we get minutes of footage. I'm sure I'm sure it was longer in the real time of him looking for the idol. I'm sure he searched for a long time. And then Addison doesn't even come close to looking for the idol. And everybody's like, well, I think Addison's looking for idols. So he's a threat. <laughs> but it's like, did you did we not just see like Kyle looking for idols for probably hours? <laughs> One of my favorite things about editing, and if you ever go back and rewatch Survivor Grand Rapids, Fresh Meat from the Jump, once it's all released, play a game called Where's Kyle? And <laughs> while strategic conversations are happening, you will see Kyle just roaming in the background (laughs) either looking on a tree looking in a brush or you know just passing by like a very in-depth conversation that he probably should be listening to uh but nobody just pays attention to him and so this episode was called the rat king cometh and i do think he really came into his own this episode and i'm really proud of him uh, as his friend but also as um you know a host and as a player i think he did very good um and so right off the bat addison in my pregame uh, player profile of you, I thought that you could, you know, I thought you could do Final Four. I said you made Final Four in your first run on your day version, and I thought you could maybe do it again. Um, but your one thing that I think would have been a big hindrance for you would have been your adaptation to the environment and to not just the, uh, you know, the game environment, but to the outdoors. And you looked miserable on day three. How were you feeling? Uh, I was miserable. Uh, I didn't sleep the night before, um, uh, like not a wink, and it was tough. Like those days, they're so tiring, um, and it's it's like you got to do ten. I don't know how many challenges we did. I'm just ballparking, but like ten challenges in one day. Um, then you got the uh, the stress of having to vote people out and worry about the game. Um, and then you do that a second day, and then you wake up and it's like, oh my gosh, I got to do this for a third day. I'm sleeping in the outdoors. I'm barely eating. I feel terrible. Oh, I was like a walking zombie on day three. Addison, what's your advice for future Survivor Grand Grand Rapids players to deal with that? Uh, I would say you get to bring luxury items. Focus on sleep for your luxury items. Uh, my mine was a 
pretty terrible like inflatable bed that was kept <laughs> deflating. It was like ten dollars. It was at Target, and I, I went with the cheapest option, and it was not a good idea because it it would not uh, stop deflating. It was tough. Invest in comfort, <laughs> or yeah, invest in comfort. Focus on rest. Um, yeah. So we entered day three. We do get a bunch of montages. Uh, Matt, did any stand out for you on, you know, who, where their mindset is going into day three, who had the best mindset going in and who may need to work on it? I know uh, honestly, itching for this too. Honestly, I forget the details of all of them. I just remember it being like, wow, these are like really insightful by everyone. Um, I can't remember if it was in her montage or not, but Sydney's game plan of like, Hey, I, like, I have people sharing my role right now in the game as like a strong female and like starting to talk about that. Like that really was like, oh, wow, like this person's thinking a lot. Um, but that's not to downplay anyone else's. That's the only one that sticks out to me right now. Drew, what about you? I think aside from Kyle's fun moments and montage, I think Sydney's stood out for me, but I can't decide if it stood out in a good or a bad way. Because I think something really interesting that stood out to me that she said was, I, I like, I, she, this is paraphrasing. She basically said, I'm not thinking about winning right now. I just need to get to the final three so I can pitch my case. That's what I care about doing is getting to the final three. And while I think that's great, you also have to consider who are you getting to the final three with? Because if you get to the final three with two people who can beat you, it doesn't matter if you're able to pitch your case or not. Um, so I thought that was something that stood out to me. Again, I think it's great that she's looking at getting to the final three and thinking ahead. But for her to say, I'm not focused on winning right now. I'm focused on getting to the final three. Is, yeah. well, it was interesting to me, um, to say the least. So, what? yeah. I forget. Uh, sorry. After you say that, I forget what Juliana said because I thought she had good thoughts. Yeah. Too. So the one other person that kind of mentioned the final three was Ryan, and he said something to the fact that he believes that he can win against anybody in the final three, and he doesn't worry about that. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Drew? Mm, I'm as we stand right now. I think that there are a couple of people who could put up a really strong fight against him. I think that Sydney and Juliana both could could put up a really strong fight against Ryan. Um, yeah, those are the two people who stick out. Where if that if that's a final three, that's a battle. Like that's that's going to be a fight. Um, at least where we are now in the game. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that was that was a little not arrogant, but I think that's very confident of him to say that. I think it's it's a fair assumption at that. I point. think it's justified. It's Ryan a justified has played, Ryan has played the ballsiest game up until this point. Agreed. And I think what he may be um, taking for granted is the social game and strategic game that he has not been a part of. As somebody who has been on the outs and has been holding his idol, he's not getting the full grasp of what the relationships are like. I think he's reading them very well, but I don't know how deep those – reads would go i will say like i think his social game is better than you might be attributing it like when i think of bad social game i think of once again drawing back to me but like in heroes versus villains with the post swap like no one talked to me and like people are still talking to ryan involving him in conversations yeah. and like he's an active part of each vote like he still has a good social game like if yeah. they really wanted him gone this second they would just cut him out completely. He walks up, everyone walks away type of thing. 
I agree. I'm not discounting his social game. I'm saying that he might not have the full scope of it. I think he has very good inference on um, how the dynamics work. Um, but I don't know if he actually knows how close people actually are between. I agree. Between or behind the scenes. Like, um, for example, he really invests in Sydney this episode, yet Sydney guns for him. And I think that might be a bad read for him, but I also think that might be a misplay for Sydney. Sydney had a couple misplays this episode that I would like to discuss. Yeah. We I think can... a good conversation too was when just highlighting I'll play devil's advocate both ways. When, Ryan was like, oh, yeah, I'll bring you along to the final three with me. And Sydney's like, what do you mean bring me along? Like, I can get there myself. Thank you. Yeah, I think (laughs) this is also the first time that we're actually seeing a deal like this be made. Um, And it's broken in the same episode, but um, a deal like this has been made. And we'll see kind of how that comes to fruition in the next episode. Um, But Juliana, going back to Juliana, Juliana's moment was kind of more self-reflective on how she was gunning for Ryan for the majority of the game and then finally took a step back and saw the opportunity to make a bigger move with Spencer. And so that's kind of what she is taking the next couple steps of this game like. Um, However, we've seen target after target, you know, get gunned for. Um, Drew, what do you think for somebody like Juliana who vocally made this big play and whose name did get brought up in this episode uh, you know, should she take a step back from this strategy or should she hit day three hard? I mean, it got brought up, but it wasn't like a dis- a big discussion point. Like Sydney casually dropping Bridget and Juliana's name to other people, I think was a, more of a misplay for Sydney and hurts Sydney more than it hurts uh, Juliana. But I don't know. I think she, if she can just maintain for a few more episodes, then I think she can step up to doing more of what she was doing with the Spencer vote once we hit like final six. She just needs to maintain for a little bit, in my opinion. Okay. Um, And then finally, uh, Kyle, he has his Rat King moment. He's come into full Rat King mode. Um, And he's got a little something up his sleeve is what he says. Drew, any thoughts on that? He has nothing. He, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure in his head he has something. And I'm sure if he's up against the wall, there will be some dramatics involved. Um, But I don't, I just don't know what he could possibly have that. Because from, from my perspective, from what I'm seeing, again, I wasn't there. From what I'm seeing, he doesn't have a ton of social influence. So I don't know what he could pull out socially or like something. I don't, I don't see him being able to scare people or convince people in any sort of way at a tribal council. I, I just don't personally see it. Okay. We'll see if it's... I a, hope I'm wrong because we'll I love Kyle. We'll see if it's actually something up his uh, wife beater sleeves. Uh, <laughs> Um, so yeah, we, he enters into the challenge. Um, we see an elimination style challenge. Poor Addison. I felt bad about this. Dom, Um, why did you do this challenge at 10 instead of eight? So, uh, you'll see why at eight. Um, so we did this challenge at 10. We had our preliminary round. Poor Addison and Sydney couldn't even play for immunity. Um, and so you weren't even able to defend yourself for this challenge. Um, but Kyle, comes out on top, uh, defeats every single person uh, in a game of tic-tac-toe. And yeah, he has more immunity wins than some Survivor Dearborn legends like Anthony, Charlie, um, 
I can't think of anybody else, but uh, he's, he's, his name is now in the record books uh, for this, for this episode and he comes off of it. And so uh, Addison, as his fellow competitor, um, watching that back, what were your, what were your thoughts on Kyle up until that point? And then like, maybe like after, and then rewatching what maybe had, did you judge wrong about it? Up until that point, I, I definitely didn't see him like as a physical threat, like when I was in the game, but then watching him beat like all the other, I mean, there were, I mean, Juliana was, was it Juliana in the final one? Yep. Yeah. He beat Juliana. Who's one of the strongest physical competitors in the game. And funnily enough, she, she had a great confessional right before he won too. Um, and just to see him like win, uh, it almost looked like kind of effortless. Like I feel like he got all of his wins and like just a few throws. It was like even when other people were ahead, it would just be like, oh, Kyle with three perfect throws. There you go. And then he wins. And so it was definitely kind of like scope shifting. Like you, you sort of see it, saw, saw him through a different lens. It's like, okay, maybe – he, he's not the physical, like, he's not, not, he's not, not a physical competitor. Right. Like maybe some people had thought he was. Mm-hmm. I also think that he kind of got a little pep in his step, not just like from a classic, like, oh, like they're going to go for me. Like, I think Kyle, like, you know, it, it was visible that he was like excited and it was good to see Kyle, like kind of have that kind of energy in the game. And like, let's, I don't know if you guys remember, he faced off against Tom three times and two of those were a draw we just didn't air it <laughs> um, so he did <laughs> that not challenge that. not just three times he did it five actually so he was running back and forth multiple times so uh i think credit where credit is due kyle you know had a great great immunity run um but shifting into post challenge strategy this is where it all goes downhill everybody kind of just has the assumption that ryan doesn't have immunity. We should go for Ryan. We should flush his idol. Yet nobody seems to talk about mm-hmm. this at all. Addison, you kind of pulled that Spencer card and rally the votes a little bit. What was your mindset going into this part? Uh, going in, um, I had heard that uh, if Ryan played his idol, then I might be the target next. So I'd gotten rattled and paranoid. You know, what's new? <laughs> And so I spent a lot of my time like focusing on trying to figure out how to get out of that instead of really going around and nailing down with everyone that we should be voting with Ryan uh, or voting for Ryan, not with him. Um, I, I think that was just a huge mistake to not to just like assume other people. It's like, OK, so everyone knows it's going to be Ryan. Right. And then we stop talking about it because it just like seems like such a sure thing. Mm-hmm. And then when I, we don't talk about it, you know these other form these other plans come into motion people get ideas in their head they they start to get worried about their own plan maybe people won't vote for ryan and then they go somewhere else so um i think yeah like you said i i tried a little bit but i think definitely um in hindsight should have been more of an effort to rally the troops against ryan instead of just uh assuming that you know people might do it I love the scene where you were like, you know what? Like, I don't care. I'll go talk to Ryan. I'll tell him to his face. Like, and also fitting the theme of like, anytime you try and do something, it kind of like hurts you a little bit. Like you go up to him, tell him like, yeah, play your idol, dude. And like, instead of Ryan being like, oh gosh, what should I do? He's like, 
okay, yeah, besides that, like, who else would you want to get out? Like, he totally <laughs> yeah. flips the script and just plants that idea into your mind of, like, yeah, who else do I want to get out? Like, it's such a, it, it was such a good move by you to go up to him, but then, like, an even better move by Ryan to just, like, immediately come out and plant those ideas of, like, who else could we do? Yeah, and th that speaks to, like, the strength of his social skills that you were talking about earlier, because anytime pressure seems to be thrown on him or anything like that he can just divert it and like confidently get the get someone else talking about who they want to go for he's real good at it and he, i think his social game um it, he may not like have dom like dom said had like the full scope of it like with like tr full trusting relationships and alliances with people um but he he definitely was uh, a force to be reckoned with like just in, in a social situation, like in a group of people, you know, if you try and like get the conversation somewhere, he doesn't want it to be, he can just do that and flip it around. I think it speaks to his skills. And I want to give a little behind the scenes from the editor studio. Uh, out of all the clips that we have, you know, through for this round post challenge, I think Ryan is in all of the conversations at least once during like all of I had maybe had 30 clips of like different conversations and he's granted, you know, some are 30 seconds, some are seven minutes, but he is in at least, you know, one part of it out of maybe like five. He's not. And in those five, it's just like your general people like standing around, like going, dang, that challenge was crazy. And like <laughs> no strategy gets talked whatsoever. And that just also shows Ryan from the jump knows that he's losing, starts to plant those seeds of chaos. And we. Is it, is it me? Oh, no, it's no. not. You guys, you guys weren't saying anything either. I thought it was me for a sec. No, you're good. Uh, um, yes. Hey, I'm I'm take over. Yeah, I actually have a question for you. Sorry, Dom, you cut out. So I'm taking over. Um, no, go for it. So like also pre-tribal. I want to talk about that conversation that came up at the end with you, Sydney and Ryan, I think about, I think it was doing Juliana or Bridget, like walk me through that yeah. and your thought process about that one. So that was, that was like, Oh, it was me. It was me and um, Bridget and then me and Juliana. I think maybe it was between all three of us for a moment. And then I went and talked to Ryan, but I think the thought process was, um, yeah, I had approached Bridget with, with uh, the idea that since it's me and her that seem to be the targets if Ryan doesn't go out, um, that maybe we can uh, throw the targets, like me, her, Ryan, we can, the three of us, that would be enough to swing a vote somewhere else. So that was a thought process that like if the three targets uh, were to like team up and and vote together, it may have... Uh, worked but that was right before I want to say I think that was right before um, we had gone to the boat so it wasn't a whole lot of time to put yeah. that together and I didn't really have many other plans and so I someone brought up Juliana I think it was I think Bridget told uh, or, or didn't like throw Juliana's name out but like in defense to hearing that her name was throwing out I want to say that was the situation she had expressed that she might want to go for Juliana. And so I think that's why we decided in Juliana at the last second, but we didn't really have any time to like convince people of that or like pull it together. But going into vote, that's the only plan I had, I think at the time. 
Sure. Um, I don't really remember if I had planned on voting someone else before that or not. But yeah, it was like a last second scramble because I knew there were votes coming towards me if it wasn't going to be Ryan. Yeah. Right. And so after that, you kind of tried to come up with that last ditch plan. And honestly, that's a pretty hefty effort. I think it was a big ask to, you know, bank on Ryan flushing his idol for your sake to be able to vote out Juliana. Um, but granted, I, I don't know what else there would have, you know, there could have been for you to do um, because your name was out there. And so we do, I believe the vote was six to three to six to three to one. And six on you, three on Ryan, your one vote on Juliana. Um, it seemed like this round was just another kind of mishap or like a watered down mishap from the gen vote out where yeah. they yeah. tried to split the votes. Uh, the person who was going to be receiving the votes got a little too paranoid and flipped the vote to make sure that the other person would be getting more votes than themselves. Yeah. So that was a combination of Bridget, you know, kind of getting paranoid. And I think Kyle was actually trying to make a big move as well. During like that yeah. episode, Kyle was throwing out your name to Tom and Brendan, and he pretty heftily convinced him. Tom was gung-ho on Bridget, you know, that mm -hmm. entire round. And so I think he convinced him for you. Um but little, but him thinking that everybody else is going to be voting for Ryan. So I think there's yeah. miscommunication all over the place. You but a good play by Kyle, nonetheless. I thought it was a good play, granted that it worked. Um, uh, but you go home, uh, less than stellar fashion, kind of um, get played by Ryan, uh, I guess, one last time. And you get home, <laughs> snuff torch, and you become a member of the jury. What was your mindset kind of exiting the game? I think I was kind of relieved. I was disappointed at first. I was just like, ah, oh, shoot. Okay. I'm out. And then real quickly, like as soon as I got back in um, to like indoors and I saw a shower, I was just like, okay, this yep. is, this is going to be so much better. This is going to be so easy. And then you got Ponderosa after. Um, and so like getting out, obviously it was a little disappointing and then, but it feels good to relax but you still can't kind of help. But even in the moment while the game's still going on, you're just in Ponderosa, like start thinking like, okay, hindsight, I should have done this, 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 and this, you know? So at that point that you got voted out, who were you rooting for? Who did you think flipped? Like, what was your mindset? Like, you know, who did you want to win? Who did you want to see next? Ooh, who did I want to win? Who do I want to see next? See next as in next go home? Yep. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to see Ryan go next just because uh, I didn't dislike him or anything, but I was just like, what's going on? Why aren't people going for him? This is crazy. So um, I wanted to see him go home because I just thought it made sense. Um, and then I'm sorry, what was the other half of the question? Who did you want to see win at that point? Who are you rooting for? Well, who did I want to see win? Uh, I think probably Taylor D., uh, she was a strong Alliance member of mine and she's, uh, one of the few standing, uh, Grand Rapids members left. She is the last, uh, well, no, Kyle's still there. <laughs> forgot yeah. he had immunity. Taylor is, uh, Taylor and Kyle are the last two Grand Rapids people left holding it down for Grand Rapids representing. Um, but Taylor, uh, didn't really have a lot this episode. I feel like Taylor is the only one that consciously, you know, knows what to do and you know wants to go for ryan and she plays a very logical game yet goes about it in a not so 
traditional fashion for the game. Um, Drew, what are your thoughts on where Taylor's at right now? Spoiler alert, Taylor's getting points for me this week. Um, (laughs) I was hoping her name wouldn't come up until then. Um, But I think Taylor's in a great position. Nobody's looking at Taylor in the game. She's one of the few people whose names has not been brought up in recent rounds. I think her, um, Brendan's name hasn't been brought up. Sydney's name hasn't been brought up. Um, I think that those people are at this point in the game when you have to go for the people who are way out in front, the people who aren't so in in front, stand a chance of making it further. I'm not necessarily saying that she's a winner pick or anything, but I think that she is not in immediate danger, which I love to see. And I think that for this stage of the game, that's where you need to be is not in immediate danger. So another person that's played kind of a behind the scenes game uh, before we kind of get into the last portion of our player points since you brought that up uh, i have a feeling you may not be giving this person any points what are your thoughts on brendan telling people about his idol i don't have any thoughts no um i think that that was a certainly a choice and he told i don't remember what order he told who but he tells two people and he they're like i'm in juliana first right and they're like okay and i thought those were very random people for him to tell and then he goes and he tells like two or three other people. And I'm like, what is the point? You can't like, if, if everybody knows that you have it, what is the point of having it? Like, I understand if you accidentally find it and like other people see you finding it, but no one knew he had production. Didn't even see him getting it. Like, uh. <laughs> like not that that's a bad thing, but like, why would you tell people? Because now when he's in danger, people have a workaround. Whereas before, if he were to find out he's in danger, oh, cool, I have this this free pass that I can use to get out. But now people know he has it so they can work around it. I think in his defense, I don't know if he did the best job at explaining it. Um, I do agree it was an interesting move to tell the people that he did. First of all, like Ryan, I don't know why he would mention it to Ryan. Um, but Claire is somebody that he's been working with for quite a while. And Tom, at least from what I have seen, Tom was a big influence on why he voted Jen out and why he voted Spencer out. I know we don't have a confessional on that, but from a lot of the conversations, that's what I was able to gather. Um, where it comes to, I think he was trying to build the bonds because Brendan is not as scary as Ryan is with an idol. And so I think his intention was more like, hey, I have an idol. We can use it if we want to. Honestly, at this point, Brennan can probably make it to the final three and not have any votes cast against him because I don't think he can win. But that's beside the point, I guess. All right. Um, I mean, it's going to be an interesting path for him moving forward. We'll see what happens with him in the next episode. Uh, But we are almost at an hour. We had a ton of stuff to talk about. Yeah. Granted, with Addison being, you know, on paper, the star of our first half of the, or up until the first 10 episodes of the season. Um, so we had a lot of information to go over. We should get into our top rankings of the week, our power player rankings. Um, I assume everybody has their people good right now. Uh, so, Drew, why don't you kick us off with 
number three, your number three of the week. My number three is the person who I spoiled earlier, Taylor. I think that she has positioned herself well. While she didn't necessarily do anything outstanding this episode, overall, she's not being targeted. And with nine people left in the game, I think that is exactly where you want to be, is not targeted, not talked about. All right. Yeah, that's a fair, fair uh, pick. Matt, what about you? Uh, so mine's going to be a race with Charlie to see who can give their significant others more points. I'm going to give it to Juliana. Didn't do anything like make a big move, but like rebounding from making a big move like that. I know her name got brought up in the end, but like really it was just a quick thing before tribal that didn't seem to pick up steam. Like you got to get some credit for that and get some credit for getting someone out who didn't, doesn't seem to be a close ally. I don't know if you guys were close or not, but I don't think you were. Yeah, Addison, what about you, number three for the week? Number three for the week, I think I'm going to go Tom. Um, he's been a favorite of mine to watch. Me too. Yeah, and uh, um, I think he was really good this episode, and he he branched out and started working with new people like uh, Kyle uh, and Brendan, which I think is going to be really good for him moving forward, and I think it's smart. I agree. Tom is on my short list. Uh, he did not quite make it for me this week. Um, my number three is also – a race to see who I can give more um, points to between Matt and Charlie's significant others. Uh, but I will be giving my point to um, Juliana for this. Um, I think Juliana did rebound quite a bit. I really liked her morning confessional about where her head was at in the game. And she was able to kind of navigate it. Her name did come up quite a bit, um, but um, just a little bit. Didn't really garner any traction. And for somebody who pulled off one of a, a big move of the season and for it to not have anything, you know, come up in the next day. I think that was a good move for her. So uh, drew number two, I have a feeling that we probably all have similar top twos, but uh, for my number two, Oh, maybe not uh, for my number two this week. I went with Ryan. Uh, yeah. His name was brought up. Of course it was, but he still didn't play his idol. Um, he had that really important conversation with Sydney um, that has, and he has that deal in place. I think he's starting to position himself not only strategically, but also socially, which I love. And he still has an idol. So, Matt, what about you, number two? I'm curious who your number one is, um, but I don't think we're going to overlap, at least with this pick. I'm going with Bridget for my number two. Even though she got votes this round, I think Bridget, going forward, she shouldn't be the top of people's radars. Like, if you still have some big names around, Bridget's the type of person that can still make their way through. I also think that because her name's been brought up, people are starting to think of her as a stronger player without even her having to put her neck out on the line. So she survived this vote, seemed to make some, like start some type of an alliance with maybe um, <laughs> Sydney. I forgot her name for a sec. Um, and talking about getting another girl out like Juliana, like I think her head's in the right spot. And I think that she's looking good going forward. I, I, sorry, I need to interject. I think that Bridget is a great person to give points to, but I disagree with one of your statements because Sydney has literally in this past round threw out Bridget's name to multiple people. So I don't know that that alliance is as, as strong as is being portrayed. Yeah, that might have been a bad example. Honestly, I forget 
the exact details of it, but I feel like she started to make some headway with somebody. I don't remember who. Uh, Addison, you're number two. Uh, my number two is uh, also going to be Ryan. Um, for many of the same reasons that uh, Drew said, and mostly just because he's still just kind of like marching forward through this game with confidence, um, even without like uh, deep, deep uh, uh, like alliances and strong, strong relationships. Uh, it still seems, you know, like he's, he's just doing, he's playing the game how he wants to play. And it, it's kind of like everyone else is playing at his pace. He's controlling the pace of the game. Is what it seems like to me. And he's fun. He's having fun. Yeah, he's on the watch. Yeah, his his celebration um, confessionals are some of my favorite confessionals. After he wins the challenges, those are fantastic. Um, my number two. I'm gonna go with Matt as well. Um, Bridget is my number two. Uh, I want to go with Ryan. He's not my number one, but since everybody has kind of thrown out Ryan. Um, he didn't make the cut for me this week. I do think I do agree he played a really good game, but I think Bridget did a lot of legwork. I think she, her connections brought her through this round and put the target more on Addison. I think she was able to successfully do what Jen was not able to do on her round. So I think that worked out great for her. Um, you know, she does have those strong connections still with Juliana um, and, and moving forward. She did kind of throw out her name, but she's actively thinking. And I don't think if anybody else was in her position, they'd be able to maneuver it the way that she was and still kind of be under the radar that she is going into this next episode. So we are at number one. Drew, your number one pick of the week. Rat King uh, got the episode title, which is great. Um, he won the challenge, which is great. He is in a good social spot. Nobody's looking at him necessarily, although they might start now because he won the challenge. I'm hoping he was not lying to us when he said he had something up his sleeve, though I do have my doubts. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I have full faith in Kyle. All right, Matt, you're number one. You guys are crazy. I, I truly don't know how you can't put Ryan at number one right now. Um as the old saying goes, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. Like, he he what? faked... No. Uh-uh. Yeah. No. Whatever. He faked an idol twice. He still has the idol going forward. He's still a strong immunity threat going forward. Like, I don't care if you're saying his social game isn't good. Like, I, I just am not seeing that because people are still talking to him, including him in conversations. He has a say in the vote. Like... I think strategically, physically, and socially, he's absolutely a threat. And if this game ended right now, like, I think I would have voted for him. So. All right. Uh, I, I, I differ. Uh, I don't know if he does have a say in the vote. I think that he plays a chaotic game that it causes other people to flip their vote to other things. I don't think he would if he had a if he could write a name down on that parchment, I don't think it would have been Addison. I think he just thought the most people would be voting for Addison on that round. But well, like you can't just think of social game as like, for example, like Sydney, like the nice, sweet person that becomes friends with you. Like there's also a social game of like the power position. And he plays the opposite end, like power position, like you're doing what I want type of 
social game. So. Yeah, but social game aside, he's also a huge known threat, and his name is brought up by every single person every round. And while he's managed to mitigate that threat either by winning challenges or by this time happening to get involved in a deal with Sydney and, you know, like Dom was saying, chaotically change that, he is still the front runner as the biggest threat in everyone's head. Yeah, and he's continued. To, we've said this episode after episode, and he's continued to make it though. Well, unfortunately, I, he has to do that for five more episodes well, in order to make like, it to the end. Looks like Rue would be the person voting for Addison over Ryan. So I, I don't, think, don't like it, Drew. What the heck? <laughs> I I agree, Matt. I think that's a really fair pick. Um, I just try. I'm trying to spice it up this week. I do think Ryan had a strong episode. Oh, absolutely. And. I, I think these people that I have picked had a little more pull in the vote than he did. Um, but I do think he he's getting the praise that he he's, you know, he deserves. So, Addison, what about you? Uh, my number one is also Kyle. Um, he may not be in as strong a position in the game as Ryan, but this whole episode for Kyle was just absolutely off the charts. Fantastic. It starts with him. Uh, given one of the best confessionals in the entire show with his um, uh, how have you embraced the Rat King confessional. And then he goes into a challenge. He wins immunity. And then like Dom said, you see him perk right up. You see another pep in his step and you see him play the game way harder and way better than he has before. It was just an off the charts episode for Kyle. Got to give it to him. He takes my number one spot easy. And the reason that I'm also going Kyle is because it seemed like his vote for Addison was the only strategic vote out of all the votes for Addison. I think all the other votes for Addison were either out of fear or um, hopping on the train. He got the train for Addison going with Tom and Brendan. Uh, he convinced Tom not to go for Bridget, and Brendan is hopping on whatever Tom does. Um, and then Bridget and Juliana all kind of flipped for Addison because they were scared that their names would be out there. Uh, and then Ryan just hopped on the Addison vote because that's where he heard the most numbers were going to be. So I think Kyle's vote for Addison was the only intentional vote that was solely strategic. And so that's why I'm giving Kyle number one on top of the fact that he had such a fantastic episode, so much fun to watch, so much fun to edit. And he had the most character growth. I feel like in any of our, you know, survivor Dearborn series, at least in a single season, he has shown the most progress in the yeah, game. Yeah, crazy. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. Crazy. Okay, you act like we disagreed with your number one. When you we did disagree. Agreed. You didn't put him number one. <laughs> we I, we all agree that he is a deserving player of points. And put him one. Yeah. yeah. I have say, and you're wrong. If there were power rankings in the current game, he might be number one. That's I'll, what Dom, Dom, Dom has my power <laughs> rankings for the overall game right now. Yes. Um. But, yeah, I, I think, Matt, I, I'm not arguing with you. I think it was a – Ryan did have a great episode. Um, but for me, I got to give Kyle where credit's due. Ryan's had enough praise throughout the entire series. So when the when you get the episode title, Rat King Cometh, uh, we're not getting the Terminator Cometh just yet. So maybe once that happens, uh, we can all sweep for Ryan. But um, that is our power rankings. For those that have been keeping up throughout the past couple of weeks, we've been posting those on our social media, Survivor Grand Rapids, both on Facebook and on Instagram. So go ahead and follow us over there. See where your favorites are at. See uh, where the eliminated have fallen. 
and see who's still number one. This last week it was Juliana and see if she has maintained that position or if the Rat King or Ryan have overtaken. So without further ado, Drew, any last questions for Addison before we let him go? Drew, I'm going to ask what I always ask. Addison, would you play again? Uh, yeah, I think I would. Uh, I had a great time. Uh, no regrets. Um, met a lot of people. It was fun hanging out with everyone. It was fun with playing with everyone. It was fun to meet everyone uh, on the crew. Um, and it's so much fun to watch back and look back on it. And thanks to Dom, uh, it, it exists on the internet uh, in, in a, a, a great form. So, Yeah, Addison. I would be more than happy to have you back. I know I've been saying that for a lot of people that we've had, but I would be more than happy to have you back because the mindset that you brought to the season was so, you know, refreshing and analytical. And it was so much fun to watch you, you know, play the game because you were such a unique character, um, but you were not afraid to be yourself. You were afraid to make, or you, you played the game might have been a little messy at times, but you owned it and you're here and you're talking about it. And who knows, maybe you'll play the same or different after. And so it was so much fun to be able to watch your journey um, develop. I'm sorry that you had to spend the night just to go home an hour later after we started the next day. But <laughs> no I'm, sure, I'm sure that nap at Ponderosa went OK. Um, but truly, 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 um, we would not have as much drama in the first 10 episodes without you. It was uh, fun. You were so fun. You, you were such a fun, you. fun part of the season. And watching it with you has been a blast. And I cannot wait to be able to watch the last three episodes with you uh, in the next three weeks or so. Hopefully not going <laughs> to get this done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But Addison, any last words for you before we go? Uh, no, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, for sure. You're welcome. And everybody in the comments, thank you all for tuning in. It has been an absolute blast doing the podcast with you guys. I know we went a little bit long, but we had quite a bit of content to go over. And it's only going to get juicier. Tomorrow night, we have a new episode, 7 o'clock, Survivor Grand Rapids on YouTube. Be sure to follow us on social media to make sure that you get the link once it comes out. And be sure to uh, follow us on social media to you know find out the power players as well as any other fun content that we may uh, present. And Who's going I, home, Drew? Yeah, Drew, what's your predictions for next episode? Hmm. Are we seeing an idol play? I would love to see an idol play. I think that'd be really fun. Brendan or Ryan? Uh, you know, both. Ooh, Ooh, and we get a vote out of... Uh, is this a prediction or am I living in my fantasy world? Prediction. Uh, prediction. Um, I think realistically, I don't know. People may start to pile onto Bridget since her name has come up a couple rounds in a row now. Um, yeah. Or All Kyle. Right. I don't know. They could go for Kyle. Okay. We what's the see. fantasy answer now? The fantasy answer is that Brendan goes out and does not play his idol because he has no awareness to play his idol. That's my fantasy world. That's what happens. Well, we will see if Drew is able to manifest any of those three on tomorrow's episode. Um, Addison, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, again, it was so much fun having you. So much fun relaying the information. You finally get a voice for what you haven't been able to say. <laughs> Watch yeah. things back. Matt, again, thank you so much for being here and providing your veteran voice to the podcast. And the only sane takes on the podcast. <laughs> 
okay. Sure. We'll, see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if you get invited back next week. Matt, I'll <laughs> see you in the parking lot after. Let's that. just uh, not invite Charlie back. Let's just <laughs> that. Um, and Drew, as always, thank you much. Thank you so much for being here and uh, tuning in. It's been a blast being able to share this um, with you as well. Yeah, I love coming on here and fighting. So <laughs> yeah, well, this is a this was a spicy one. So. The drama can only continue. Tune in tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, and whenever we get to the podcast, Sunday through Tuesday next week. Um, be sure to subscribe to Live Reality Games to make sure when we st- go live, as well as all the other content that they have on this channel. Again, subscribe to us on YouTube, Survivor Dearborn Productions, or just look up Survivor Grand Rapids and on social media. That is all for me tonight, Tuesday. Uh, hope everybody has a great night. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week and hope to see you soon. Goodbye. Bye, Dom. Um.